When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of But Why, the podcast that's all about digging into big questions and tricky topics for our honest conversations. And this week we're going to be looking at overwhelm and I'm going to be talking to Steph Douglas. And we both just admitted that we're both feeling particularly overwhelmed today, which probably is good. It means a raw conversation or a bit of crying or who knows what will happen. If you don't already know Steph, which you should, she is the founder of the hugely successful Don't Buy Her Flowers. I absolutely love saying that because I met Steph just as she was launching Don't Buy Her Flowers and I, I just think it's amazing that we are where we are with it. Um, I'm going to tell you about the, the founding story of Don't Buy Flowers, but I think I'm going to leave that to Steph once we get going. She also writes about motherhood, relationships, business, juggling the rush hour of our lives, and she does it with an incredible compassion and honesty. Uh, she started her own podcast, Don't Buy Her Flowers, this year. No, last year now. Last, which is end of last year. Which I, I get the impression you really enjoy, do you? Yeah, I do. It's another thing to add into the mix, but... <laughs> That's it, isn't it's, it? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think people underestimate the um, prep that is involved in doing podcasts, but actually the experience of having a conversation with someone for an hour is is so often like a little yeah. bit of therapy. Yeah, that is fully um, what I'm expecting from today. By the way, Kimmy, this is going to be therapy, so I can kick off my Friday. Um, she's also the mother of three kids. We had. I think our second, a similar age, but we had our, our third kids within like months of each other. And I remember texting during that time being like, are you okay? And he's like, no, not really, but I'm hanging on in there. <laughs> and I cannot believe those babies are now five. How did that happen? I know. They're all big. Just so big. Like picking them up yeah. now isn't very easy. Like, oh, that, I'm not going to have one of those soon that I can lob around. Well, luckily for me, Greta is like the human version of a micro-pick. She's so miniature. <laughs> She's in like three to four tights and, and just oh. gone into size eight shoes. She's tiny. Mm. What's that? Wow, you've got a big cup of tea. And I always have to have a big cup of tea. It's my. She's got a Sports mug. Direct mug for people. I know. See. Okay, stop with the rambling. Three questions, fun ones to start with. How are you really? What star sign are you? And do you have... Any secret talents, party tricks, or something that people might not know about you? <laughs> okay. Um, so the first one was, how am I feeling? A little bit fragile this week. I think, or well, the last couple of months, maybe. Just knackered. Like, I look knackered. Buster said to me, my eldest said to me, she said, Mum, you look really tired. And you're like, thanks, kid. <laughs> he doesn't know yet that telling someone they look tired isn't what anyone wants to hear. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm tr I'm kind of clawing around going, I know I need to change something, but I don't quite know what. I would say that's where I'm at. Which I, I is... completely feel you. I went for a really long walk yesterday because I was wobbling so badly. And usually I know what it is and I just could not pinpoint what the thing is and then I know I'm aware that I'm doing quite drastic things I'm like oh I'm gonna go and get a job I'm gonna give all this up I want some stability and it's like no like whenever I'm doing huge overreaching kind of reactions that means there's something wrong but I can't work mm. out what it is no how about you know, is this just life it's that's what I'm like is this life is this perimenopause <laughs> is it depression is it like you can't listen is it burnout I keep listening about stuff about burnout but everyone's got fucking burnout so I'm just listing all the stuff and going which which is it <laughs> or is this just what we live through now that and that's quite difficult well like like to you as my friend what I want to react and say is oh look we've just been through Christmas which again and I think like you we've both got kids birthdays quite close to Christmas yeah. so it does feel like 
there's a lot because even and it's a joy but even organizing a kids party and telling people what to buy them and doing that is just all oh, these it's extra shit to do yeah it's just Stop. and then and I think winter's hard maybe I don't know yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't let feel me... like there's a lot of joy in the moment. Sorry, so, question two, star yeah. sign. Yeah, I, I know, know you're this. Star... I know I'm not into star signs at all, but Aquarius. But I pay yeah. no attention to it whatsoever, so I couldn't tell you anything about it. Something about water? No, but that's <laughs> not... So you share a birthday, Bertie, my eldest. Um, oh, yeah, I do. And I've also got another Aquarius. Greta's an Aquarius. So Gre- uh, Aquarius are actually interesting, Steph. So they are inherently quite popular. People like them, but they... <laughs> can only kind of be in that for a little while and then they really need to withdraw. They're quietly quite stick to their own guns and do things in their own way, but in a very likable fashion. And I'm like, I think this sounds like Steph Douglas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I, I haven't figured out, this is probably another issue. I haven't quite figured out if I love people or not. Like I really like nights in on my own. I really like not having any plans but I also know that I get a lot out of being with other people and, and then yeah. I'll, and I'll turn into like entertaining stuff and I'll be fun and lively. And then I come home and I'll be this weird recluse and just really grumpy. So I, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure. I think I need both. Yeah. I was going to say like from outside looking in, I think you're, you're brilliant in a public setting. I think it really does set you alight, but I don't know how draining that is for you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And what was the third one? Because it wasn't crisps. I was ready with my favourite crisps. Sorry, I know I've just changed it. And then do I say you're the first one of this series? Should I should I stick with the crisps? <laughs> no, you're all right. What was it? A, a, a talent? A secret t- uh, talent party trick, something that people don't know about you. I'm sure you've got a lot of these. I don't know if I have. I could, it's probably like a wrap or something. Maybe, uh, well, vanilla ice I can obviously do, but I don't think that's that's that talented because I feel like everyone should be able to do that. <laughs> I, 10 out of 10 disagree. I couldn't get through like three lines of that. So I think... Got it. Okay, that's my that's my talent. I'm you should ready. put that on TikTok. People would go for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, not in the mood for that today. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to do it if that's what you... No, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> I feel like it would be quite hard to like shift the mood from you rapping back into a yeah. chat about overwhelm. So yeah. we won't go there. So d- thinking like coming back out on overwhelm, do you think you have like your earliest memory of, of what we now know to be overwhelm? When did it, is it something you, you first experienced? I think I've probably always been quite a stressy person. When I was 21, my mum bought me a book called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff and It's All Small Stuff. So I've always obviously, you know, like, hmm, looking back, maybe there's a small hint there that I'm just quite a worrier. So I worry about everything. And Mabel, my middle child, who's 10, is very like me. And she worries about, she worries about all eventualities. So like she was doing a play at school, like a a singing concert. And she was like, what if so-and-so doesn't know the words? And I was like, well, that's not in your control. Like, that doesn't matter as long as you know what you're doing and you feel comfortable that's okay she's worrying about what other people were going to wear and who is going to be I mean that makes her sound really controlling but it's not it's not she's not telling anyone she's just worrying about it and taking that mm. on and I'm like oh please don't I don't want you to have to feel that because that probably is I don't not so much now I wouldn't worry about going somewhere and what other people are doing but I think I've probably always worried about all the small stuff and I probably do like an element of control and I suppose the thing with overwhelm is it leaves you feeling, it's when you're feeling out of control, isn't it? Which, so I'm like in this constant state of trying to, and then you go into, what can I control? Right, I have to storm around the house tidying things or I can go, to, I can go and exercise because that, and actually that that's a good thing that does keep me kind of sane. Um, but yeah, I suppose there's a lot in there about control. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting, isn't it? But it, what's fascinating to me on the control thing is that within, and it, I mean, sometimes it might be hormones, but within a few weeks, it's like the same collection of stuff. One week I can be really buzzy and be like, yes, this is like a kind of dynamic life and I'm I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And look at my, my days filled with stuff that I'm interested in and that is good yeah. and look at my busy, exciting family life. And then, yeah, probably hormonal, but or just one extra thing being piled on and and that 
I can perceive the same collection of stuff in a way Completely. that it feels insurmountable. Completely. And then you, and it tips you over or you think you're like, I can just about cope with this. And then you get the call that one of your kids is sick and you're like, fuck, no, I can't. And you do cope because you have, and this is the, the thing, I guess, unless you're in proper burnout, and maybe that's the difference. Cause I think it was probably Brené Brown was talking about, or Glennon Doyle, probably Brené Brown, was talking about overwhelm and sort of saying that actually overwhelm is when you're it's so much that you become stuck like you can't do anything Mm -hmm. and I don't and so I feel overwhelmed but I don't know if I'm fully in it because I can keep going and I'll keep going and then a kid's sick and you have to drop loads of stuff and cancel loads of stuff and you manage but it doesn't feel very good no it's it's yeah the bit that I think probably makes me panic is when I'm being entirely reactive and not having time to think about my actions it's like Mm. oh you forgot your lunch oh I need to do this I need to do that whereas when I'm in feel like I'm in control I'm I plan for the lunch so it's still making the packed lunch for example but it's not doing Mm -hmm. it on the back foot all the time yeah you're right because when I'm tipped over I think oh I'll do stupid things I say stupid but like I'll forget the school bag so actually I've just made my day harder because I've got to go home and get the bag but it's because I'm trying to do too much at once and running around or I drop a bottle, you know, drop a milk bottle and you're just like, fuck, I've just lost another 10 minutes. Like I thought I could do today if everything went to plan and we're on schedule and then you smash a bottle of milk everywhere. You're like, right, I've just cocked it up. So it's almost like, and I know I've got friends who are like, have you ever thought about stopping and breathing, like meditating, all that stuff? I'm like, but I just don't have time. Mm. And I know that's stupid, but that's where I'm probably at, where I'm just like, uh, just chasing after my own tail, really. Yeah, it's such a a debilitating place to be. And then something you and I have discussed before, I, again, because it's like controlling tendencies, learning to to let those balls drop and, and, and nothing happens, you know, Mm. and, but it's, it's really, really hard to do. We're taking stuff out. I think, I think when I'm not in really that peak where I think the problem is when you're feeling really overwhelmed and you haven't slowed anything down and you've got tipped over to the other side where it just is far too much, you then can't see what you can take out. Mm. Whereas when you're kind of slightly more with it and you haven't quite got there yet and you've got that control element again, then you go, actually, do you know what? I'm not going to do that thing. So like before Christmas, I there was a bake sale at school and I don't think I'm brilliant at getting involved in the school stuff. So you get the WhatsApp about all the different stuff you've got to do. And I've always said when it's Frank's turn, that's when I'll kick in and be like the class rep and stuff because I haven't done it with Buster Mabel. And I had the business, you know, I've done the, the business has been running for eight years. So that's always really full on and I'm responsible for a team of people. So I don't feel like I've got that much left after everything else. So I've, But I did a bake sale and I promised that I would bring some egg free cupcakes because one of my kids can't eat egg. And then I delivered them that morning and I was going on to somewhere. So I had to be ready in the morning and dressed to do the school run to drop off the cakes. And I saw someone, had my meeting, got back and um, Doug was like, oh, it wasn't the cake sale today. It's next Friday. (laughs) And I got back from Stroud where my warehouse is the night before. So most weeks I go to Stroud overnight for one night. And I'd got back the night before and I was probably making these cakes at like 11 o'clock at night, just thinking, fuck, I've got it. I've just got to do it. I've just got to power through. And I've done them the wrong week. So that's what that's what I mean by when you just lose control and you're you're just making your life harder because I was like, but I have to do that. I have to do it. And then I had to make them again the following week because it was the actual cake sale. <laughs> and then and then there was another one. I mean, they, they have a lot of cake sales. There was one because I've got two kids at the same school. There's one last week. And I got back from Stroud on the Thursday night and it was about half nine and I started getting a mixing bowl out and Doug was like, what are you doing? And I said, oh, well, I've promised I'll do some cakes. And he was like, Steph, no. And I messaged the WhatsApp and just said, is it okay if I don't make the cakes? I've just got back. And I did feel a sense of relief afterwards. But the thing is that I find quite hard is I could do it. Like I could have done it and it would have just been a slightly later night. And that's where I struggle because I'm like, but I can do it but also I'm just going to be more tired and I don't know. And also, you know, like your kids love it when you do this stuff. I did a talk at the school. So I have, I have up my game slightly recently. I did a talk in Mabel's class about business and she was so happy. She was so excited. And she sat with a little beaming face through the whole 
session and all her friends asking questions because you know asking about the business and someone had an idea I said I should start selling cars as well which is random but they're all quite engaged and I was like that she really loved that and so I sometimes you do have to do stuff even though you're like I'm adding another thing in that's what's difficult I think but the thing I come back to that I try and remind myself is once I put too much in my play, absolutely everything suffers. Everything. Mm, myself, mm. my children, my husband, my friendships, my job. And it's the, the key is, is knowing, yeah, is knowing when that's when. coming. And and you're right, as you acknowledged at the beginning, sometimes it's it's just life, isn't it? And I don't know. And we've made a we made a choice to have three kids. Like Doug and I will regularly say we chose we've chosen to both work. So we both work full time. We haven't got a nanny or like any, you know, we've got wraparound clubs basically at school, which we use wholeheartedly. (laughs) They're in for breakfast and after school club when they need to be and all that stuff. Um, So we haven't made it easy for ourselves. And Mm. but I think we do do that really daft thing where we're like, yeah, but in a year it will be easier or in two years it'll be easier and then you realize that five years has passed and it hasn't got hasn't particularly got easier but also we're really lucky because the other flip side when you're not feeling overwhelmed of that is I work for myself that is I do something I love doing that is flexible I think it is just finding that balance and and I do sometimes have it I sometimes have the balance Mm. I think just particularly this last couple of weeks and like you say maybe it's Christmas and everything else I feel like I haven't and I and it's that, how do I, what do I, how do I stop this? How do I stop feeling like this? And maybe um, as you're speaking, I'm wondering whether for, for me it's quite triggering because this feeling is is inherently reminiscent of like the newborn phase. And actually mm. we aren't in that anymore. And I know you and I check in, check in on that. I, I don't take for granted that usually when I go to bed, I'm going to sleep through till the morning like not always mm, I've mm. got kids and I think yeah. when it gets back like this I feel very triggered into that area of my life and then you go oh no the chances are this will pass before mm. we even know it you know to, we could all we could both have better weeks next week but and I, it I does guess, I think yeah. it's a cycle yeah. isn't it I feel well I feel like it's a cycle that is just continually going that I probably that's what I need to work on so it'll be like everything's okay I've taken some stuff out of the diary I'm feeling like slightly more in control and it goes it kind of and then it creeps up and up and up and suddenly at the top of the circle and it's too much and you're like shit I need to take some stuff out I I want a quiet weekend I need to cancel a couple of meetings or I need to make sure I don't put loads of stuff in next week and you kind of it, it, it evens out again but it all creeps back up and I guess Maybe that's because the society that we live in piles on more stuff and it's busy and like we haven't even mentioned social media and the impact that that has on all that's going on. And we're not meant to live like this. I I think um, so Dr. Rick Hansen went on um, Zoe Motherkind's podcast. And I think they were talking about how like society only in the last kind of hundred years has become like the we're this isolated families kind of you don't have grandparents who live in the house or live next door and you don't have that kind of network where everyone cares for each other's kids and all that stuff and it and that went on for thousands of years and it's only this tiny amount of time where we've become these kind of really intense bubbles and it doesn't necessarily work I, I don't I mean I don't want my parents to come and live with me let's be really clear but it's we're kind of just trying to fit in more without the capacity to do that as well as the noise going on from all over the world that we didn't people didn't used to have they didn't know Mm. about all these things and they're all things that we should care about and we want to care about but again it's another thing to worry about and think about and I think that has a huge impact when you're feeling wobbly and then you think fuck I haven't done anything good I haven't been a good person or I've not been a good friend or I've seen I know that my friend's struggling because you all have that connectivity so it's another thing you need to do to check in on someone um and then so all of that is quite knackering yeah I was again in trying to figure myself out yesterday over Christmas I had the flu which was rubbish don't get me wrong oh, it was God, rubbish yeah. but I deleted all social media like every single app mm. off my phone because I was lying in bed kind of feverish and then checking Instagram I was like I've got to stop yeah yeah and yeah 
and then last night I was thinking, well, actually, there was something vaguely peaceful about that time <laughs> because when whenever I had a spare moment, I was reading a book, and you know that's such a different input to your brain. And again, I I know what social media does to me, but I it's so often the case when I'm already overwhelmed. I, I've looked back at the last week and I've scrolled more than more. than is yeah. normal to me, and and it just just is is because yeah. I suppose we're looking for something that makes us feel better but you're just not going to find it when you're in that zone I I definitely agree like I've delete when I delete Instagram or, or anything off my phone and generally don't look at my phone I have put it in another room usually it it's better so it's a weird thing isn't it because you do get a hit from it and there are loads I mean we we met in person and then we mostly went through Instagram and mm-hmm. so like we've you know you can build friendships and connections through it but I suppose if it wasn't there you would maybe make more effort to build those friendships and connections without it like my mum one of our godparents is someone that my mum met in a waiting room in a doctor's surgery who now is like oh it's Sue and Mike who we've known for our whole lives and that's and you know like how did you meet them like, oh we just started talking and then they swapped numbers and then arranged to meet for a coffee and it's possible to do it without social but yeah, I think that I think in years to come, I know lots of people have said this, it's not a new idea, but we will look back and go, what? We just have free reign and you could just go on it all the time and spend six hours on it if you wanted to. And nobody was going, mm, this is a bad idea. And I think a bit like smoking or drinking or anything where there's a limit, we've, we've just been given it. And, and my eldest is 12. And he's not on any social media, but just the phone thing, because he started secondary school. It's so, Doug and I are like, we don't know what to do. Like, we've put limits on it and time, you know, it, 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 he can't, it stops working at like seven o'clock um, at night and doesn't start until seven in the morning and stuff like that. And he can only use it for a certain amount of time a day. But you can see them. We didn't have that. You just keep thinking, oh my God, the freedom we had. And we had no idea that that was freedom. No, it's, it's so quite true. It's scary. We've actually just taken screens away during the week, which hasn't gone down very well. But yeah, you know, we for the for the kids, yeah, games and for stuff. The kids. Yeah, because yeah. they can't self-regulate, and of course they can't self-regulate because we can't self-regulate on it. And yeah. it's like we're saying ten times turn the screens off. It's it's not good. And and you know they spent the first week not knowing what to do with themselves, and now they're kind of entertaining themselves. And mornings are moving a little bit slower and it's just about having that boundary isn't it that we've enforced for them but also for ourselves yeah I think one of um one of the school teachers and this is for for that age completely like we've had the same so no computers and games Monday to Friday night they usually get a go nothing Monday to Thursday but one of the teachers at the school was saying that actually when they get into teenage years you don't want to just ban them you need to try and teach them the tools because if you ban them, they're just going to want to use it even more. And then they're going to be adults who like can't control it and self-regulate and all that stuff. So you're like, yeah, but Buster would just spend the whole day on it. It's just WhatsApping with their mates. Like it's... And yeah. Doug said um, brilliantly when they were WhatsApping and he'd ran out of something so he couldn't do it anymore. And Doug was like, well, I just think they should pick up the phone and call each other. Like, they've <laughs> lost the art of communication. And I was like, Doug, like, we're trying for them not to think they were just these really old, knobby people. <laughs> Don't say that. Because that is how they communicate. I mean, that's how we communicate a lot of the yeah. time, right? But it was yeah, just yeah, really I'm... funny. They should pick up the phone and have a conversation. <laughs> I mean, how many people do you, do you ring and chat to on the phone? Very I know, few now. I so, but yeah, actually, they... I usually feel really good when I do have a good chat with an old mate it's a so it is a nice thing to do but yeah it just made me laugh they're just like sending youtube clips to each other permanently yeah. and that's yeah or talking about football scores oh, I mean. I don't, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah i think do. it's it's just another thing to add in that we probably shouldn't underestimate that that mm. is huge and it's all very well knowing that but it's like how do you do you turn take it off your phone even take it take it off our phone for certain times of the week because do you then think oh but I'm, I might miss something that's always in the back of your yeah mind. well I, I try now with social to literally use it like a job and 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 keep kind of office hours on it but mm. but yeah but then the thing is you do that and then I'm like oh no but I want to go and look at that lamp that I saw so I go back on to do something you know that is an hour later and, you're looking at someone's wedding later. that you don't know yeah <laughs> 
know. Yeah, yeah. We know. We all know it. It's, it. Again, it's not a new idea, but I do think back to like the early days when we met, and the idea of taking it off for holidays, of taking it off for weekends, would have been wild. So th- there has definitely mm. been a shift. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think so. I hope so. Do you, earlier on you in our early bit of chat you talked about um, this burnout thing, which is a, is a hot topic. Do you mm. feel like there's moments when you've got close to that? So I, I think I was listening to you had someone on about burnout, a mini like a mini episode. Yeah, Caroline Duna from yeah, who was really interesting. Well, the relationship with like diet culture and rest culture being quite yeah, and I think. Sometimes if when you hear someone describe something, but it's a bit like a bit like when you go online and you Google symptoms, you're like, oh, my God, I'm dying. It's that, you know, mm-hmm. but I think I think it's when you when you can't then do anything, isn't it? It's burnout is when you're properly reduced to not being able to cope at all. And I think I always I've always cope. But I, I think the bit that I feel is that I'm not enjoying stuff, like even the stuff that should be enjoyable it's all, and if I was talking to a friend, so I know this is probably something that lots of people feel. It's like, I just need to get through this. So it's like, even I, we've got the Don't Buy Flowers Christmas due tonight because you can't do it in December because it's too busy. And part of me is really excited to see everyone. We're going to have a nice meal and cocktails and stuff. And part of me is going, oh, but I don't want to be more tired tomorrow. Like, well, that's really sad because they mm. also like, as we well know, life could be whipped away at any point. So I don't want to spend it going, I just need to get through that thing. I need to, that that thing that I'm doing that's meant to be a, a pleasurable thing. I just need to get through it. And I think that's, maybe that's also a symptom of overwhelm because you're mm. you're not in the moment. You're worrying about all the things that you're not in control of. Yeah, that's so that's such a good barometer, isn't it? And um, Anna Mather talks, you know, does a lovely bit of language reframe where she says I get to do this even if it's I Mm. get to put away three kids clothes which is obviously an absolutely boring job putting away clothes but (laughs) it's so true to try and remember these little people yeah that that we have and we're lucky to have but um yeah you get to go go out tonight with a body of staff that you now employ for a business that when I met you didn't exist or was only just beginning to exist yeah yeah, I know. And it and I suppose there must be a lot to be said for just stopping and breathing, but I mm. think that sometimes we find that just quite hard to find the time to it feels like you can't stop. It's kind of this this treadmill that um there's a really good book called Overwhelmed by Bridget Schulte and she talked she was the first person that it was the first thing I read that explained I felt over how I felt because I think I didn't particularly feel this before having kids. Um, And then you have a kid and just the sheer volume of stuff that you're trying to remember and trying to do, and you're trying to do it well. You're not just trying to get through Mm. it. You're trying to like succeed at it. And she talked about the ticker tape and I've heard Glennon Doyle use it since, but I think Bridget Schulte is like um, a researcher and she's written this book. So it's, it's not, it's quite academic in parts, but she also talks about being a mum, driving somewhere. She's got something on the side in the car. She spilt it. She's late. Someone's calling her for an, about an appointment. She hasn't got back to the school about something like it's that shit when it's just running through that rush hour that we've talked about is mm. rushing through your head, like a ticker tape on a news screen, like that's going along the bottom. And that, to quiet that noise is really difficult I think when you're when you've got family perhaps or just being an adult like there's always people to think about and stuff to do and then you chuck in the social media thing that's just ticking at you going oh have you tried that product have you thought about breathing more have you like it's all just stuff to to put into your head um but um, that is a good description I think it's, it's so spot on. It's, it makes my palms sweat a bit, to be honest, when you're talking about it. But <laughs> the Caroline Duna in that conversation does kind of challenge you to go, but what happens if you did absolutely nothing? If you pulled mm-hmm. over the car and you did a 15-minute walk? like and, and the idea of the stopping, the totally, totally stopping, for me, feels very, very difficult. But I do know so often, like yesterday, I did go for this long walk because I was achieving nothing because I was Mm -hmm. just losing my mind a bit. 
and I did feel different after and and it's that similar thing she made the comparison with dark culture that we were so educated that you must not eat stuff and then one Mm -hmm. day you eat the brownie and the world doesn't implode Mm -hmm. one day you just have a quick sit down and and it's okay but and I think we've also we uh, the generation before like our parents generation Mm. I think we learned a lot not all good from what women were supposed to do and we carry that as in I've got to make the cupcakes I've got to be at the school gate I've got like all that stuff but we're we're also most of us or a lot of us are working as well and my mum worked um but she she worked flexibly she didn't she wasn't the primary earner um it, like it's different and lots of that generation didn't work there were a lot more kind of housewives or people who were solely at home mm-hmm. and they there's a kind of martyrdom to it I feel like that uh, that that generation have given us not intentionally and I don't mean that to slag anyone off because it will have been a res- it, that will be a result of what they were taught right and probably that's a war generation before that so there's a lot going on there um that would make it equally hard but I think we carry both those things we carry the need to succeed and go hey I've got this freedom I could be someone I could have this job I can do all these things as well as being a parent but we're also still trying to make sure we home make the food or like that we're still there and we're available for our kids and we know how important that is more than anyone did before us because we have better understanding of psychology and trying not to fuck up our kids so those two things we haven't worked out how they coexist I don't think like how do you get to be this independent woman who does earn her own money like lots of the previous generation that our mum's generation lots of them didn't have their own bank accounts I want that I really want that and I and I love my job and I love I love what it gives me and the independence and all that stuff. But I also still want to be a really good mum. Mm. And that how you do those both is quite hard. There's a really good clip I saw yesterday. It actually made me cry because I was just like, oh, God. Um, so Shonda Rhimes, who um, I think is a production company called Shondaland, but she she wrote like Grey's Anatomy. She's got an amazing body of work and they now exclusively she did an amazing deal with Netflix and she exclusively produces stuff for them so massively successful right um and she has three kids and she's doing a speech I don't know it looks like she's in a hat and gown like a valedictorian type speech at an American college or something like that I don't know but she was saying um people ask me how do I do it and she said I'm going to answer it and she said when you see me succeeding at work I'm probably missing my kids' first swimming lesson. When I'm with my kids being really dedicated with homework, I'm I'm missing, who did she say? Oh, what's her name? Who is in Killing Eve? Sandra O. Oh. She's like, I'm probably missing, I'm missing Sandra O's last scene in whatever it was, maybe with Grey's Anatomy. Mm. When you see, and she starts going through all these things. She gives these amazing examples. She's like, I do not do it all at the same time. When I'm succeeding in one area, I fail at the other. Mm. And I was just like, oh God, because when, yeah, a hundred percent, that's, that's where I'm at. And I, and it's a, it's a really good clip, but that, and then you're just accepting it. It's like, you can't like mm. that fucking can you have it all it's bullshit you can but you can't just do it all at the same time and that's what we're trying to do I feel like that's what we're trying I Mm. I worry about I worry about sometimes that this idea of maternity leave and like but you can like 100% men men having paternity leave makes complete sense right and you've done it so we're swapping swapping the more traditional roles but I think what I sometimes worry about is that unless women stop doing less at home, unless you remove that from them, what you're actually doing is just doing more. So it's like, oh, you should use your maternity leave to come up with a business idea. Like you need that time to recover. You need that, um, your body, your brain. And it's and it's now I can look back, especially both of us with our third ones did it a little bit better where we were much kinder to ourselves. We did get help where we could. Like that was a really good time where I did feel like a good mum and I had a precious time but I wasn't doing as much work I I had made sure that work was taken care of without me being there so there's a danger that we're sort of so hell-bent on I don't know I don't know what the answer is because it's like yes 100% that you want equality but not just making it so that women are just doing more that Mm. isn't the answer at all 
No, and also slightly controversial uh, like input, but I think that it should be all right to just really, if you want to do the motherhood role, which is, yeah. is the hugest, hardest, most important role of all the roles. Yeah, yeah. To to do that, that's exactly like you. I look back and and I'm you know we all made the decisions based on what was in front of us and how quickly I went back to work or how much I combined work with those mm-hmm. baby years. But yeah, you can't get that back and and to just but it's very yourself. hard to. I think it's very hard to. Like I've got a friend who went back to work. She she had her first baby a bit later. She went back to work quite quickly, and. And it's been a lot, right? So she's, you know, a year or so in and it's it's been a lot. And I don't want to say to her, oh, but you'd be better. Because she doesn't need that pressure from me. Like, no. oh, do you think you should maybe take a bit more time? Or, And also she gets something from her work, right? Mm-hmm. Like she gets something from that. But uh, it's really, it's very hard when you're in it, especially if it's your first baby, to make that decision and not think, oh, I could have had more time. Because at, at that moment, you don't know that. And maybe you do want to go back to work and maybe that is what keeps you sane. Like the the other thing that, so this in this speech, Shonda Rhimes goes on to say, and, I, and I'm okay with this because I want to be a whole person and I want my kids to see me as a whole person. So I have this really successful career and I am also a mother and I want them to know that I get to have passion and like something I love doing and I'm good at and all that stuff. So again, that's the other part of it, isn't it? Mm. not closing ourselves off because we're mums no and I think going back to what you said you said we chose this and Mm. and that sometimes feels negative but yeah we are getting to live out our choices to try and balance both but I guess somewhere in amongst it my panic as well when I'm feeling the most vulnerable is the kind of what about me voice in the middle of it and and Mm. if you're trying so much to to answer the emails, to be a good parent, to maybe try and be an all right wife and a good friend. And yeah, then, I mean, we haven't then, even mentioned that. <laughs> no, that's no where exactly. That, that's where that sits in the pile at the moment. Yeah, and friend and sister and and then, yeah, the, the person sometimes, not not in a woe is me thing, but implicitly you, you, put, you, you can end up at the bottom of the pile. And I think mm. maybe that's it. You're trying to carve out some of some space for your sense of self Hmm. yeah definitely it's really not easy though is it and it's really not easy but and and there is no kind of magic formula I think that's what it is I think like we've touched on my own parameters of this shift based on what's going on in the bigger picture and where I'm at and it's kind of constantly readjusting I think that's you said at the beginning you know you're asking yourself what needs to change and I think in uh, in those early baby years I was trying to find the perfect work-life balance and it just Mm -hmm. changes as my kids needs to change as different Mm -hmm. things happen in your life you've got it's a constant readjustment isn't it yeah like we've got all three kids are now at school my eldest at secondary school so actually like he he is one in some ways he's one less thing to think about in that he can get himself to and from school and everything else but then you're thinking am I am I nurturing him enough am I giving him enough emotional support is he all right like and that's quite weird I wouldn't say you know when people go oh it just gets harder you just swap their problems for something else harder as they get older it's not it's I don't know yet because he's only 12 but it's different but physically he's not demanding in the same way um yeah so in theory we've got more time and like and I used to have a day a week with Frank and now he's at school five days a week so it's all changing but you're right it, it changes all the time doesn't it and what their need mm. is for you like I think I've worked out Mabel needs Mabel needs time on her own with me um and I need to give her that like I and I like and whether that's I was going to do some jobs and I was going to um, drop off some stuff at the post office and do, like just doing a few things and picking something up. And that would usually be right, right, I can listen to a podcast, maybe it's prepping for something or whatever. And then she was kind of just sitting there, I was like, oh, maybe do you want to come with me? And she's like, yeah. And she just wanted to come with me. We didn't mm. we didn't do anything. We just walked and dropped some stuff off and, and she chatted and then we talked and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's I've got to make sure that's what she needs. 
and they probably yeah. all do but it's it's you know you know we're girls so you remember that age and how you can very easily slip quietly you know that you're not having those conversations or stuff's happening at school but you can't quite work out how to talk about it so but again I suppose then I'm putting myself under pressure have I done enough of that mm. <laughs> when it comes it- to fitting in it's a complete aside, but I think you'll really relate to this. Um, Alex Light, as in big, you've got a big social platform talking about body image, but she's also from a big family like you and I. And she recently mm-hmm. went on holiday with her parents. She's in her mid-30s and had like a whole weekend with just her parents and her. She's like, I literally have never spent that much one-on-one time. And she said it yeah. was gorgeous. And and again, that's a real thing I relate to if you're from a bigger family. It's not that easy to give one-on-one time to your children and that is such a gift but you're right though what what you did do there with Maeve is you you still did your jobs but you gave her a bit of what she wanted and and when your mind is Mm. quite clear you can see that she's sitting there yeah wanting a bit of one-on-one and you can pull her out and and that was probably a a week when I was feeling a bit more with it so it was like oh Mm. hang on I can see that you're gonna you need a bit of time that's the other thing, isn't it? If you pile in too much, like it's impossible. To, it's just seeing the wood for the trees. Like you're, mm. yeah. It, it, I think um, something, yeah, something's got to go. I don't know what it is, though, Clemmy. Yeah. I can't get rid of the kids and I can't really get rid of Doug and I can't get rid of, no, it's, I think it's just, also, maybe it's the pressure. Maybe the, mm. maybe the toughest thing is the pressure we pile on ourselves to do it quicker and better and more of it. Yeah. And, and then you're just then you're not enjoying any of it no it's so true I think I've been doing this monster renovation for a lifetime oh my god yeah well that's massive (laughs) fucking hell you must be having to make decisions all the time we we need to do it but I can't I can't even face it and ours is not like yours uh, and again it's like I've chose this and it's going to we're getting our dream house but I, I've had to it's like so much thinking so many decisions yeah. but what I've really learned is again I was moving coming from London and like putting endless pressure on these builders for timelines and getting it done and now as the year of this build has come back I, I've kind of just accepted they're working through the process they know what has got to happen it will happen in the time it's going to happen obviously make sure it keeps moving along but like they're kind of chomping at the bit to be like we must Mm. be done by this date and then I'm inherently disappointed if it's not done by this date even though it didn't matter Mm -hmm. if it wasn't done by this date has been Mm. a really you're not going anywhere no just like hold it a bit like loosen the grip loosen the grip and um, maybe that's what I need to do because also when I'm in a good place like I'll be like well this the the beauty is I've got my own business so I would like to work to these timelines for delivering this project or this thing, but it, there's no one, I'm not answerable to anybody. So actually I don't have to. So there, maybe that's what we need to do. We need to look at our lives and what are the bits that can shift and just a bit, let go a bit and be less anally retentive about this has to be done. Cause I said it would be done. And in my head it's that, it's that expectation, isn't it? And that was probably a big learning both you and I had for, having our third kid our expectations were low like we had we'd worked out we'd had to we'd worked out having babies is quite hard and it's exhausting and your relationship's going to be a bit wobbly and your body's going to be very wobbly and all this stuff and then for the third one what we actually did was accept that then that was the big difference so that is I mean you probably hit the nail on the head there it's like because it, I, I'm very, very guilty of these ideas that I get in my head of what something, these expectations of myself and a situation and my life, mm-hmm. and then they're they're imagined. So I mean, how can anything ever live up to it? And mm. and and uh, an example that just came to my head: I train, as you know, in lifting, and I've got I have a coach. I have four lifting sessions a week, and then recently on one of the days, I, it just wasn't happening for me I was knackered I, it, yeah I was hating it and I texted him and I said duh, 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 duh. he said well don't do it Clemmy don't do it I was mm. like all right it's, and it's just like that permission <laughs> from someone just to go doesn't matter it really doesn't matter if you train three times yeah. this week or four times this week don't do it yeah. I was like what just walk out the gym now yeah oh okay yeah I will 
but I, I couldn't <laughs> give myself that permission I couldn't yeah it's obvious I, my body's not responding this isn't going very well yeah, yeah. it's fine well, it the happens, isn't it? Especially yeah. with exercise. Yeah, sometimes and it could be you've not quite eaten enough, or you've not slept enough, or you're yeah anything. And like you can go for a run and feel like you're flying, like like searing along, and, and you can go for a run and just be. It can feel so heavy, and your feet mm. are kind of it's a eff- massive effort, and that must have loads of factors like yeah, food, sleep, energy. I don't know all sorts hormones probably. Always, that's so true. I had a, did a really great episode about anxiety, and this um, doctor's belief is that so much of anxiety is just not particularly good nutrition. And it's, you've got to remember that when you're anxious, your body is trying to give you a signal that something's off. So when mm. I'm feeling overwhelmed, which is kind of sways into anxiety, it yeah, yeah, something's off. And you're right. I haven't really looked back at this week and, and checked in with what I've eaten. I have been watching that stupid traitor program and going to bed half an hour later uh, than I normally. You say normal. stupid. <laughs> it, it, the UK one, Claudia. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God, my it's God. so good. But it's making me go to bed half an hour too late. And I'm yeah, only yeah, as yeah. I'm speaking to have I realised that. And I'm a, I'm a finely tuned being. I can't go to bed half an hour too late five <laughs> nights in a row. You're, it's you're a traitor. At, you're so good at going to sleep. It's such a good show, though. And Claudia's oh outfits. Oh, my God. I know. So we watched it with the big kids, actually. So we would have to... We we stayed up late watching it because we'd have to get Frank to bed because he is too little to watch it. And But Buster, Buster and Mabel loved it. So it was quite a nice family show. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's quite, yeah, it's all quite yeah, it's really fascinating. But yeah, as I'm speaking, it's like oh, you can't work out what the thing is, and it's just loads of incremental shifts. Try and mm. eat a better dinner. Try and go to bed at the right time. Maybe look at. Am it's I boring drinking though, any water? isn't it? When you you know, and you're like, oh, like it's just being a grown up. <laughs> it's like eating well, not drinking too much, getting enough sleep. Like sometimes you're like, so is this? I don't know. I sometimes I'm like, oh, but if I, I can do all of that, and but am I going to be taking all of the fun out as well? Because if it becomes, if it becomes that I've just got to be really controlled all the time, that's also mm. not good, is it? No. Yeah, because I want. I, yeah, I always am quite proud of myself if I'm a bit more flexible, <laughs> and then when I'm too flexible about it all, it, it all to goes shit. to shit. <laughs> but no, I think yeah. jokes aside, it's it's knowing what are the dials that you need to check in on. I, I said to Ben over Christmas we had a lot of busy weekends and we do kind of need one if not two empty weekends a month just to to get our life in gear to kind of sort it out and have a conversation and do some food prep and put some stuff in the freezer so that when the balls drop we can still eat okay and yeah I think that's the big the biggest sign for me probably when I when things are too much is that Doug and I just completely disconnect or it feels like we've completely disconnected and that actually in turn makes me feel really rubbish because Mm. you're kind of independently moving around the house getting shit done like it's logistics so this morning I was like that drain needs clearing by the way like that's my conversation and then you're and you're not a team um and I think that is really hard like the relationship side of things and how it works and also then you might build up resentment because you feel like you're doing so much and actually possibly they are also doing a lot or maybe they're not doing enough but either way it's because you I think you go into like an ice very isolated space when you're feeling overwhelmed because you're like I need to keep going because I'm managing this and I can manage it on my own and I know well this is what I do anyway and I can, I, I can absolutely, I can do a phenomenal amount of stuff at the same time. Just thinking like last night, and, I, and I'm saying that like most women, I don't mean I'm special, but like last night, Buster Mabel having, what they're trying to do homework, they're both fighting over a laptop. Frank couldn't find an episode of a particular show, Dragons of the Realm, something. And he had in his head, he wanted a particular episode. There's 27 fucking episodes, Clemmy. So I'm trying, is it this one? Is it this one? Is it this one, right? He's doing that. I'm trying to cook tea. Buster and Mabel scream at each other. I was trying to do a return label for something that was about to run out if I didn't return it now. And then there's just so much going on. And because I was going to be recording this the next day, I was thinking my senses must be just I'd love to put a heart rate monitor on and see what's going on so yeah but I can do it 
So I, I but it, like I said, it's none of it's enjoyable, but also I think I just become very determined and just completely insular. I, mm. I will power through this and there's no room for Doug. And that's not good because no. what, what is this for? <laughs> if It's not that. And, and he's aware of that. Yeah. And it's actually all you want to say is help. But when, yeah, yeah help. Really, I need, I but need sometimes some help. do you say help and they are looking at you thinking, God, you're doing so much and you're so capable. I think that yeah. sometimes happens. So he think I'm saying help, but he's not quite hearing that it's actually like a desperate, really help, te- like help, well, help. It just is like, it's not, uh, can you do something? It's a, I really need you to somehow help me, but I don't even know what I need. So I'm not sure uh, how you're supposed to know what I need. Well, I think we, I think we both discussed this, like in the, and I'm aware of time, but in the, like, in those baby days of, of getting to the point of like, I literally am on the floor here, take this child off me and do anything because I've, I've, I've lost it. And mm. yeah, I do. I see that in myself now. I, I, I ask for help far too far down the line because I, yeah. Yeah. And then you don't, and it, and then and they don't so, realize how desperate that help is yeah, like that now. Point now yeah. help me now because I'm I'm done and it, it, yeah you get, we've just got to catch it but I think that's a really good kind of red flag or re, the, that insular thing I definitely relate to and trying to catch myself and I and and moments of martyrdom I guess oh well I might as well just do that mm. as well and I'm gonna do that and um storming yeah. around doing it <laughs> oh my god storming around <laughs> feeling really resentful banging shit a lot that's what oh, I do. What, I think it's it's like, what, is she, what is she doing? What is she doing? Yeah. I'm also trying again. I'm going to wrap it up, but I'm trying to ask my kids to help more as well. So yeah. make your beds, mate. It's same. coming. It's coming because actually, Buster. He might not remember all the time, but he actually he makes his bed. It's some weird ritual. He is actually really good at making his bed, but he will pack his own bag for school, like secondary yes. school. The, it, it's mental how much they need different because st- the timetable changes every day and there's two different PE kits and all that stuff and he does it and I'm not because he knows they get detention if they don't independence yeah, so is harsh man it is overnight that you like that change from sec- primary to secondary is so big but they do seem to very quickly go oh shit when they're not losing their shoes they lose their shoes <laughs> but they that's that is coming that's that's a something that's a positive for when they get older for sure yeah yeah I mean I even know with Bert now he's just about to turn 10 like he is dressed in the morning on his own like I don't have to ask him he understands he has to get dressed like, Thank yeah God for that. yeah well compared done. to when you were probably having to do three of them all at once yeah, like, yeah. <sighs> but it's my first um experience of school tights and they cause a blimmin palaver every single day <laughs> maybe like refuses them. no no uh, actually and also yesterday she came in at 7 30 with a full face of makeup i was like absolutely not you're full <laughs> get that off get Great. that off yeah like the hot pink lip very nicely oh. you're not going, not going to school Statement with the hot lip. Pink lip. <laughs> yeah. meanwhile your mother you should send her in wait and see if anyone comments on it yeah well you're still in pajamas like with a coat on the top yeah well, like she's put... got something going yeah, oh, don't be that kid. Don't be the one that kind of sets the, <laughs> sets the tone of school. Oh, well, Greta wears hot pink lip. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to ask you a few questions to end. First of all, where can people find you? I meant to get onto the founding story of, of um, Don't Buy oh, Flowers. Don't worry, not... they can look it up. It's yeah, fine. it's around. Um, um, uh, Steph underscore Don't Buy Her Flowers or search don't buy her flowers and you'll find stuff but we do great thoughtful gifts so i just get that in you really do it's you're you're the gift when you think can't think of what to get someone but you want to get something that really means something always just go to don't buy her flowers it's it ticks all the boxes even for those hard to to gift people like dads you're 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 really good thank you very much um and I always end with, as you probably know, if you can have an honest conversation with one person, who would it be and what would you say? I'm going to say Shonda Rhimes. I want to talk to her about how she's doing this. Yeah. I think I find the the emotional labour stuff and the relationship stuff so fascinating mm. and because I don't think anyone's worked out quite how to do it yet. And that the juggle and the how do you feel okay about it and how do you stop 
tipping into this overwhelm and mm. and enjoy it all a bit more I'd love to, <laughs> any conversation with anyone that is doing or looks like they're doing that and actually probably would find out that they're not doing it they're probably also finding it just as hard but yeah that's who I'll go with and also she has some to. really cool tv shows so yeah I mean that's cool isn't there. it <laughs> I, I think I think what we probably if we're honest know that people are enjoying it but not not all the time and every and no. m- most people are having these wobbly moments more often than you realize and I think it's always if not adding that la- layer of shame that's what I'm like oh why can't you do it or why aren't you feeling you know it's like it's just it, and it does come in peaks and troughs yeah and, that, and I guess that is very boringly but that is life isn't it and also when you think that you can't cope anymore and then something really shit happens like a like a a diagnosis or a death or something like that and then you can you cope and you you have to right so then mm. I suppose that's the other thing you when you're feeling peaceful and calm you know that you've got perspective and when you've lost that it's trying to work out how you get that back because we all know it really yeah we do and and interestingly, when those big life events happen, it's suddenly very obvious the balls that, that can be dropped. Like and, yeah, and the cupcakes like, can fucking wait, Clemmy. Yeah. <laughs> no one gives a shit about my egg free cupcakes. They're not even that good. I'm crap cook. So, oh, yeah, I mean, exactly. I don't do any of that stuff. I really, really, I really don't do any of that stuff. I mean, we have Ben. Don't worry, is we've got years. Care. Well, there you go. Ben can do it, and also you've, we've got we've got seven years of primary school, so. Just do something in that now. year six. Yeah, yeah, we'll hit a high when the last one's finishing. That's what I'm thinking. So you've got a little bit of time. Yeah. <laughs> and I always say, I think when I, I don't do school drop off very much and I used to always be very worried. I'll like, oh, look at her. She's people are judging here because I'm never the, the very present parent. But I also remember when I was the person doing that more that I was looking at the career women and being like envious of them. So it's every, every it's all we're all juggling the same stuff, I think. Yeah, I think um, that's I know we're running out of time, but I realised the other day that there's groups of women meeting at school for coffees or um, for there was a party they'd all been to and they were talking about it. And I said to Doug, uh, like one was I walked into the coffee shop and there's a group of women there and they're all lovely. I I might have been invited at one point and didn't go, but I wasn't there. And I was meeting Doug to have a coffee and um and they said, oh, come and sit with us. But I was like, oh, it's all right. I've got, like, I was meeting Doug. And we were actually having a finance meeting as well. So it wasn't just making it up. But I came home and was like, uh, I, like they were just talking about this party that they'd all been to. And I feel really weird about it. And Doug was like, do you want to do that? Do you want to go and sit in a coffee shop? Or do you want to go to that party? Do you want to hang out with them? And I was like, no, because I haven't got time. And I don't have enough time to see, like, my oldest best mates. And so, no, it's like, okay, so you don't need to feel weird about it. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay. But again, it's that women pleasing, making sure you're doing it all. Our mums probably did do that, or I don't know. Yes. But yeah, yeah, so exactly it's okay. That. So you don't have to go to the party, it's okay. <laughs> no, and it's so true. You have to talk yourself through those steps. Like that gut reaction will always be the playground I've feeling. I've not been of, picked. Yeah, yeah. And I'm left out. Play, school playgrounds are horrible as an adult. Like standing yeah. around awkwardly thinking, oh, I don't know if anyone's going to talk to me. Yeah, and I, I completely relate to that. And you have to talk yourself through that step. And as you say, if you'd have said to them, can I sit down? You probably could have done and you probably could have gone to the party. But the yeah. reason you didn't is for all the reasons that we already know. But I, yeah, yeah. I hate those moments. The school gates is brutal. <laughs> yeah. Really brutal. Um, yeah. Well, thank you, Steph. I, I mean... As ever, we're, we're living parallel lives, but we're doing okay. Yeah, we're doing all right. It's so nice to see you as well. Oh, well, that was a therapeutic conversation, which I hoped it would be, and I'm kind of glad because Steph and I have been doing that on and off for how long have we known each other? Yeah, eight years, I think. I haven't seen each other in real life for a long time so it felt good but I also think it spoke to something that we touched on on the end which is when I'm feeling overwhelmed I'm very inclined to isolate myself and feel unable just even to share what's going on in my head let alone pass off some of the responsibilities I'm trying to carry and isolation is never a good thing but it kind of feels like a contradiction I think finding some quiet and some alone time is good so it's like 
if I'm feeling that urge of overwhelm and, and cutting myself off to try and channel that into some space and I said it a couple of times in the podcast but I did go for a half an hour walk yesterday and it did do me the world of good just to quieten things just to shift things around in my mind and to try and work out of all the things that you're trying to juggle which are I don't know who uses this analogy but which balls can be dropped and will bounce and which balls are actually fragile and important and need to be held on to and so often there are more balls that can be carefully dropped than you think and and just taking a few of them out can make all the difference so yeah it was a great conversation and i hope you found it too thank you so much for being here that's another episode of but why please do join us next time for more chats and in the meantime come over to instagram and find us at but why podcast always grateful for your sharing for your feedback all of the above I am now off to change the bins and I'm not talking about the main kitchen bins, I'm talking about the waste paper baskets and bathroom bins. I've been looking at them for about three days and thinking they really need to be changed. And this is the joy of adulthood, sometimes you just gotta change the bins. <laughs> so that's what I'm gonna do. Wishing you a good day and see you next time, goodbye.